sports all day, every day. Bring it in now. Let's get it. Get it. Good Tuesday morning, this is TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 27. Now, you know I usually put them out on Monday morning, but this script was crazy, so I had to do a lot of work to get it done, But and it's been a crazy weekend as well. But um, we back, I'm here Tuesday morning, and we're going to start the show off different today, man. We're going to get into it about the New Orleans Saints first off. You know, I usually do that midway in between the show, but first, you know, I want to give you my social media platforms like always. My Instagram is Mr. Underscore T Underscore NT Underscore Sports. My Twitter is at T underscore ENT Sports. My Gmail is, if you ever want to reach out to me, it's TNT Sports 14 at gmail.com. And also my Facebook page is TNT, T hyphen ENT Sports. That's the Facebook page. So definitely reach out to my social media platforms. Uh, also, you can download the Podbean app and get every episode from the beginning to now. You can keep going back, listening, critiquing, etc., whatever. Just keep supporting, subscribing, and all that. And as well, it's Apple Podcasts and iTunes. As well, so you can go su- subscribe and all that good stuff. And also, I, I have a partnership with Lyft as well. So, get some money off your ride. Don't drive drunk or nothing like that. Use use the reference code TNT Sports. So definitely use that. Um, that's all I'm gonna put out there for right now, man. But anyway, if we go go ahead and jump into the show. But like I said, we go jump into the Saints earlier today. It's been a great weekend. You know, we got another victory. I'm gonna get all into that. It was a lot of drama that went on during the game as well. I'm going to get into that as well. So it's going to be an extended episode. I mean, I think the Saints segment is going to be the longest, the longest segment of the show. So we go, with no further ado, we're going to jump right into it, man. So it's, let's go and get into the New Orleans Saints. Who that? They're going into the New Orleans Saints. Who that again? Um, but first up, let's speak on the um, New Orleans Saints. We'll speak on New Orleans Saints native cornerback Delvin Bros. He missed the beginning of the season due to doctors' misdiagnosis and was due back. He was due to be back past past Sunday against Tampa Bay. But now Delvin Bros. suffered set, another setback and possibly maybe out for the rest of the season due to a fibula injury from practice. Now, you all know I talk about his story all the time. So this is what I'm gonna do, you know. I'm gonna let y'all listen in on the story. I'm gonna play it for y'all. It's like seven minutes long. So we'll go ahead and jump into that. Hey, it's a motivational story. Real motivational, man. To anybody that's ever been through something, know you can overcome it and still live on your life and do what you wanna do. So let's listen in to this um, video, man. Like I said, it's motivational. So I think it's good for the ears. I wanna be bring positive vibes this morning. So let's do it. Let's go and listen to Devin Bro's story from Bleacher Report. Who that? October 27, that play changed my life. The doctor said, you broke your neck, son. Uh, You're supposed to be dead. You're supposed to be dead on that field. I always knew 
the dedication that I had in myself and the motivation I had in myself that one day I would get my chance to be on the gridiron again. If I get the opportunity and get the chance to play, I'm gonna make it. Delvin Bro, cornerback from New Orleans, Louisiana. I love football. I love football. I had passion for football since I was four years old. Um, love the game. I would do anything to play in the game. Big injury, massive injury or not, I still want to play football just because that's just the passion and love I have for the game. The type of player I was was a, a physical, aggressive corner. I would model my game after Darrell Reeves. It's like we played the same way. Physical, I always want to get in receiver's face, and we're going to make the quarterback not throw our way. What he is is a lockdown cover corner. Get fear in their eyes, just let them know that this guy is for real. He wants to just smother and take the receiver all night long. This is a player who back in a high school football game in 2006 had three vertebrae seriously injured so bad that a doctor told him he could have died on the field. As I came down, I made the hit, uh, the big collision. All I could just think about was, you know, am I going to live? Uh, 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 am I going to die right here on the 23-yard line? And every, every time I come down here, I get one knee, and um, I just take a prayer just to thank God for, you know, giving me this opportunity to get up and be able to walk off the field. And, uh, and it's just a miracle. The game was going great. They had scouts out there. The LSU scouts came, and uh, they saw me before the game and it was like we're gonna be up there watching so I had to put on a show I didn't care what I had to do to make a play um, that game and it's just oh man it's crazy. we're running down on kickoff and I'm um, coming down the left hand side of the field and I was about the 20 yard line where I just made my play Hit the guy right in his knee. Next thing I knew, I was out. I couldn't move my body at all. My teammates coming, hey, bro, let's go. We need you. Get up. I was just like, man, I, I would, but I can't get up. And then within two seconds, man, like a bright white light just shining. It was something I've never seen before. My coaches came over. They put some smelling salt. And they said, yeah, all right. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And I got up on my own power. And uh, I actually walked off the field, took taking my own helmet off. And I, you know, I was getting ready to go back in because I didn't think my neck was broken. And then I felt this sharp pain shoot up uh, the back of my neck. So I went sat down, my dad and them came, gave me some ibuprofen. And eventually, excruciating pain just came up uh, the back of my neck. And I just told my dad to go get the ambulance and take me to the hospital. That, that's where I found out uh, I broke my neck. The doctor came up to me and was like, man, you're supposed to be dead. I don't understand how you're alive right now. As soon as I saw his x-rays and CAT scan of the neck, I was really surprised that he was neurologically fine. It was like a miracle. My expectations were really thinking about football or any kind of a contact sport in the future was out of the question. Thinking about him and much as he loved the game and how mentally he's going to come from this. That was the most hardest part. And I was like, well, I mean, that's it. You know, 
figure everything, all he worked for and everything. I just thought it ended right there. LSU honored my scholarship. I talked with Les Miles and the staff, and they wanted me there. They gave me the opportunity to get myself healed up. Uh, that didn't work out because I didn't get cleared by three of their doctors. You know, it, it kind of hit me at one point. It was like, man, football really might just be over with football. And then I found my fiance. Casey Titan. She got me believing that I can actually be back on top. We were kind of like, well, why don't we try out for some other football teams? And he got in on the semi-pro team. That's what he needed. And it definitely brought him back to life. Man, the first game I played in, I made my first tackle. That moment, I jumped up and was like, I'm not dead. I'm actually alive. I actually made a tackle. From there, he signed on with the Voodoo tryout. He played a couple of games before he got noticed by the CFL. Made it to the CFL, I had my teammates, they always kept saying, you need to be in the NFL right now, man, it's too easy for you. They were well enough to get visits by 14 other teams. I was actually working out for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My agent just showed me the phone, I'm like, what? He's like, what's this area code? <laughs> And it said 504, and I just got to say, no, the section's not called, man. When you have guys like Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis talk to me and, and tell me that they want me, they, they don't want me to leave the facility until I sign with them, was, was just incredible. Every year since I've known him, basically, he's had a goals board. Every year, it's always said, be an NFL football player. Football made me the person I am today. I always knew in my mind that if I'm alive, if I'm able to run and walk and think on my own, then I knew I have the capabilities of playing. My dad kept telling me, he said, the only way you're going to be back at the top is if you outwork everybody. That always stick in the back of my head till this day. It's unreal. It's like a dream in this year. Sometimes I have to pinch myself and <laughs> see if it's real. I played for Garetti Saints. Growing up now, I'm a New Orleans Saints, and it's gonna make my city proud. It's gonna make my family proud to know that I can actually come back and do what I love in the city on which I was raised in. I, I can't wait to go out there and play for who that nation. You're a local kid, man. You feel the added pressure that the, the whole city kind of knows your story and is rooting for you? And... Uh, no, not at all. I mean, why feel pressure? You know, it's, it's what I do. I play football. I love the game. And I'm happy that I'm here with this organization and uh, we're trying to win a Super Bowl. Okay, welcome back. Now, that was New Orleans native and New Orleans St. Devin Bro's story. So, I wanted to put a little motivational, positive vibes out there this morning. So, big up to Devin Bro. Man, I know he can come back harder than ever like he always do. So, definitely who that on that end. Now, moving on. My guy in Saints defense and Cam Jordan says that the Saints defense is growing. So, I got a quick clip as well. There's going to be a lot of videos on this episode. A lot of uh, listening um, clips. It's a clip of Cam speaking on the Young Saints defense. So, real quick, with listening to TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 28. Good morning. Um, you know, we're slowly growing. We're slowly growing as a defense to have enough confidence to close out these games. Um, you know, you can't be more proud about the defense than the way we, we ended up the last three games. 
every time. I'm glad that we have the ability to do so. What does it say about this team? I know why I felt weird. Some of these games didn't go your way. A lot of crazy plays happened in this game. They were able to hold on and hold and close out. New year, new team. Um, and at this point, we are now sitting at 5-2. and two. Uh, I'm not going to say we're streaking, but I'm not going to say we're not streaking right now. Um, like I said, uh, we got a lot of things to clear up. We had a couple uh, runs. Well, one run broke for, you know, uh, 40 or so, 50. And then Trubisky took off and ran one. They brought it back, and then he ran the second one. That's something that D-line has maintained. It's something that we have to focus on, on, on getting back for next week. You're one of the three defensive guys that was part of that last week. We're freaking 13 that y'all won five games. How important is it for guys that weren't here to finally experience people like this? It does wonders for confidence as a defense. Um, at the same time, you know, at this point, we're, we're expecting ourselves to get better, but we're slowly getting there. Um, I can only say, you know, wish there was more sacks up here taking what that being said. Uh, I feel like the first one, uh, I, don't, I don't think, I think we know who the cupcake was, and there was a cupcake reference sometime this week. I'm pretty sure we're going to call these Chicago Bears sprinkles, but maybe we won't, you know. Um, we do know that there was a divide in this line, that somebody was a winner and somebody was a loser, and we know I guess at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And what can you say about this rookie class? You see Marshawn with a big take out. Okay, we back. Um, that was my guy Cam Jordan speaking on the Saints Young defense, and that was actually after the Chicago game. But uh, it still applies to now, man. They six and two now. But um, now, like I said, like moving on now. Like I said, last episode, it's a good time to be in New Orleans, as the Saints got their thirty and ten victory over the the Tampa Bay Bucks. With that loss was some drama on the sideline during the game that started with Jameis Winston poking at uh, Marshawn Lattimore in the back of the helmet. And Marshawn Lattimore turned around and pushed Winston. And the Bucks, Mike Evans came and cheap shot at Lattimore in the back, in which it which became a brawl. So, you know, I got clips. I got a clip of Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore speaking on that event that took place in this Mercedes-Benz Superdome yesterday um, on Sunday at the game. So it was, I posted a clip on my video as well when they when they, the altercation happened. But let's listen in to what these two guys got to say. First off, I'm starting with Mike Evans from Tampa Bay, speaking on, he shouldn't have, he said he shouldn't have did it, it was childish and all that, which it was. And he, he didn't even get um, suspended, fined, or, or anything. Um, so we're we'll listening in on them two guys. We're going to start with Mike Evans, then we're going to jump into Marshawn Lattimore speaking on that. It's TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 28. Good morning. Six. Can you guys keep this thing together? 
no choice. We, we have to try. Uh, I don't know for sure, but we have to try. Um, we got to play. We got eight more games. We, we have to play. Um, it's our job. From your standpoint, what did you see from Jameis Winston to start the whole altercation? I was just talking on the sideline, and I was turned away about to walk away, and he, he pushed the back of my head, you know, and that's, I don't, I don't play that, so, you know, I had to retaliate, but, you know, then my gambits came from the, and snapped me from behind, so, I mean, it is what it is, though. You held your own the rest of the game. Just talking about how it was with Evans. Uh, after I'm, I'm going to ask a fight after that. Every play, you know, we out there fighting. You know, it's, it's bigger than football at that point when you, when you do something like that. So, you know, I just go out there and fight, you know, fight my arms. Finally, uh, your first year here with the Saints. Just talk about the development of this defense and, and your maturity and having only played four, uh, played four games. Uh, you know, just, we just come together as a team. And right, I think we held them to like 113 pass, you know. Without those guys, we're trying to push them out when they're on the sidelines. They were just talking, and then uh, Jamie pushed, pushed my head. You know, so I retaliated, and Mike Evans snuck me. So. Okay, that was Tampa Bay Mike Evans speaking on. He should saying he shouldn't have did what he did. It was childish. And there was also Marshawn Lattimore speaking on the whole incident as well. Um, but Mike Evans didn't get, get ejected or find nothing, so... I guess it is, but it was a lot of mad Saints fans out there for sure. It was a lot of mad ones. You, I mean, it was childish. You could have hurt that man in his career just off being childish or petty, but we get it that you're frustrated. The Saints getting in y'all head, but still, I mean, don't be a sore loser. Jameis Winston instigated the whole thing. I saw it, so I don't know, man. But anyway, we're going we to move on to uh, Sean Payton. Um, I got a clip as well with Sean Payton speaking on the victory and about the New Orleans Saints fans as well. The fan base, man, the meters are going crazy right now in New Orleans, man. It's beautiful. Like I said, it's, it's a good time to be in New Orleans. So let's speak on um, the offensive genius, head coach of the Saints, Sean Payton, speaking on the Saints fans and the Saints victory against uh, against Tampa Bay. It's TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 28. Good morning. Yeah, listen, fans have been good. They've been outstanding. It's been fantastic, you know. It's been fantastic. Um, crowd's been good. Um, it's exciting. So it's our job to go out there and perform and play well, and, and uh, we feed off of it. There's, I think we've got real good leadership throughout the locker room. And, and um, you know, when you start winning some games, you start wanting to, you know, play for each other more than yourself. And, and I think that that's always the challenge in today's game. You know, and I, and I like that. We talked about that a little bit this week. Thought we did a good job of contesting the throws and yet keeping, you know, keeping the ball in front of us, not allowing or not allowing the um, <clears throat> big play. Um, third down numbers were good. Um, we rushed the ball well today. The guys up front did a good job. We're trying to play the best guys, and you know, a lot of them are younger guys, and some of them are more experienced. Um, you know, I think with each game, you know, you're you're hopefully getting better as a team. 
there's still a, a number of things we got to be better at. You know, we got to be able to catch a punt in the second half, you know, without it being a fire drill. Um, but I'm encouraged some of those young guys. All right, that was Saints head coach Sean Payton speaking on the Saints victory and the fan base. The fan base is crazy. Like I said, the meters are going crazy in the Superdome, so it's a good time to be in New Orleans again. But anyway, we're going to take a quick break um, and come back and continue this Saints segment. Like I said, it's going to be the extended Saints segment. It's going to be longer. That's why I started it off today. So let's take a quick break. It's TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 28. Good morning. You are now tuned into TNT Sports Podcast. With Terrence Bennett, sports all day, every day. Bring it in now. Let's get it. Get it. All right, welcome back, TNT Sports Podcast, episode number twenty-eight. Now let's go ahead and get into again with the Saints. Continue. We'll talk more about Marshawn Lattimore. He was named the NFL Pep's Rookie of the Week last week. Now the accolades continued for New Orleans Saints rookie cornerback Marshawn Lattimore one day after being named the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Month. October, Latimer was named the NFL Pepsi Rookie of the Week for his performance in Week 8. The six, the six feet, 193-pound Latimer total an interception, three tackles Friday, uh, and two pass deflections in Saints' 2012 win over Chicago Bears. Friday recognition marks the second Rookie of the Week honored for Latimer, whom the Saints selected as the 11th overall pick in 2017 NFL Draft. Latimer has last received the award in Week 6, I think. After recording five tackles, four solo, and an interception, two passes defense, and a forced fumble against the Detroit Lions. Now, and Marshawn Lattimore continued. Marshawn Lattimore named the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Month. He's the first Saint to win it, uh, win the Rookie of the Month, honor since Reggie Bush in 2006. The Ohio State Buckeyes product has been a revelation, locking down everyone who lines up against him and entering all pro consideration. Some fans of the opposing team I've interacted with on Twitter are even beginning to fear his pass defense more than Drew Brees. The legendary Saint offense, if you can believe that. Now, the Saints fans all um, appreciate Marshawn and to the 10, the 10 teams who passed on Latimer in 2017, NFL in the NFL draft, the Cleveland Browns, Chicago Bears, San Francisco 49ers, Jacksonville Jaguars, Tennessee Titans, New York Jets, Los Angeles Chargers, Carolina Panthers, Cincinnati Bengals, and Kansas City Chiefs, and the Buffalo Bills also traded out their spot in chance to get Lattimore. So let's make it make it 11 teams, I think, for good measures. So and he all he did state that he wanted to prove uh, to all these teams that passed up on him, like y'all missed out on something special here. Now the, the, the New Orleans Saints and they, moving on with the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints had a birthday earlier um, last week was on Wednesday, November first. So uh, the history of that they was founded on November ni- November first. Well, they weren't founded on November first, nineteen sixty six, but it was November first, nineteen sixty six. All Saints Day forever took the on added significance in New Orleans. That's the day the NFL Commissioner Pete Rozelle came um, marching into the news conference at the Pontchartrain Hotel and announced the Crescent City was being awarded the League 16 franchise. All the Saint days, uh, along, along one of the most significant days of the Catholic rich New, Year, New Orleans, was an ideal time for the announcement and choice of the nickname for the team, which wasn't announced until the following January, was in hindsight and no-brainer. Next up, Ted Ginn Jr., who's a cool guy actually, has been better that Drew Brees could expect it, well, better than anybody expected, honestly. Now, Drew Brees' children are naturally fans 
of the New Orleans Saints, but their favorite player has changed over time to time. If you can see, if you, if you follow Drew Brees, you see his kids have different player jerseys on. That's one thing I can say about Drew. His kids were all his co, uh, his um, I would say co-workers, teammates jerseys. Uh, he also they also wear other team jerseys as well on different players because you no know, Drew friends with a lot of people around the league. But for the most part, for at least one night though, Brees' eldest son Balin eight. He's eight years old, made it clear that wide receiver Ted Ginn Jr. was among one of his favorite Saint players. Now, Balin Breeze dressed up his game for Halloween on Tuesday, completing the outfit with corn rolls and a big frame glasses that Ginn sometimes wears during interviews. Uh, so, I mean, like I said, if you, if you look on Drew Breeze's social media page, you'll see his kids wearing, wearing that stuff. So, definitely moving on again. Ginn on Wednesday said that he's happy that he's made an impact on Breeze's family. Ginn has seen people impersonate him on Halloween, but it's typically been his family or friends. The outfit Breeze's son wore on Tuesday, which was on Halloween, uh, provided again a the opportunity that he has inspired, has to inspire children. Now, again, it was impressed uh, with the outfit, saying Balin's cornrows were top 10, uh, especially with the type of hairstyle that he has. To be able to just have them locked in like that, it took some time to do. That again says, so I'm pretty pleased that they really took the time out to make that make him look like make him really look like me. And the story that story was uh, written by Josh Gatsting from NOLA.com, the Times Picking. Now moving on with the Saints. Next up, Saints Arthur Mallet takes pride in helping starters prepare for the weekly opponents. New Orleans Saints rookie cornerback Arthur Mallet puts a lot of effort in his job on the practice squad. Five foot ten, one ninety pound Mallet, a native of New Orleans, works with the scout team. His weekly mission is to ensure uh, the starting offense is prepared for the upcoming opponent. Now, what he stated is, I've just been trying to get better, and um, by me giving them a good look, I'm getting better, and they're getting better, my let's say. I I just take it personally uh, to where if I give them the great look, that they'll make a play in the game. My let approach to his job has provided uh, beneficial to the first team unit and the Saints are on a five well six game winning streak now because of that and in week nine so, and that story by Herbie Tilt I think I said that right from NOLA.com the time to pick you in as well uh, and also man just to name a few like I played earlier it's so it's a couple guys that's from the New Orleans area that play for the Saints like I like I did earlier Delvin Bros New Orleans native played for the Saints like I said he had a great story and Arthur Mallette New Orleans native now he played for the Saints practice squad uh, and big, big shout out to Ken Lewis as well. You know, he's from the West Banks, uh, New Orleans. Uh, and he played for the Saints as well, trying to get back, trying to get healthier and get back on the team. Thinking free agent right now. But anyway, we're going to take another break uh, and jump into the Houston Nashville. You know, they won the World Series. So we're going to take a quick break. Um, and we'll be right back. It's TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 28. Good morning.
like those the Houston Rockets in the locker room uh, celebrate with champagne on uh, start off this uh, segment. But congrats to the Houston Astros for winning this World Series against the LA Dodgers, especially after the Hurricane Harvey uh, situation, which happened, which happened about nine weeks ago. It's a real big deal for the city of Houston. Probably one of the best st sports stories of the year. But you know we gotta talk about contracts. So here's a here's a look at the contract situation for each Astros player while the Astros players prepare to go enjoy some downtime after winning the franchise uh, first World Series. And the, the front office will still be working to keep the uh, roster strong for the future. Management does doesn't have a lot of control contract decisions to make for the next year's uh, team with all the key players still under contract. Five Astros designated hitter Carlos Beltran, out, outfielder Cameron Maven, and relievers Luke Gregerson and Francisco Liriano, I think I said that right, and Tyler Clippert are now free agents. There's a decent possibility that none of those five will be back with the team next season. The Astros' bigger, the Astros bigger decisions will come further down the road when they uh, have to ante up for the contracts for their core players like Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, George Springer, Alex Bregman, and Dallas Kucher. I think I said that right. I think I said those right as well. Uh, but, yeah, it is one of the best stories in sports right now. Like I said, it's kind of similar to the New Orleans Katrina situation, but, you know, Hurricane Harvey happened in Houston, so the city needed that win, so congrats for them, and it's a good thing for the city of Houston as well. But moving on more about the Astros, more on the Astros, Justin Verlander, K, um, K. Upton reportedly got married in Italy and missed the Astros World Series parade. Justin Verlander, days after winning the World Series with the Astros, one-upped his teammates. The pitcher who played a large part of Houston's October playoff run missed Friday's championship parade because him and his fiancée, K. Upton, are reportedly, were reportedly in Italy getting married. Verlander was a trade deadline pickup by the Astros who acquired the hurdler from Detroit at the time on the, of the deal, August 31st. The Tigers were well off, were well out of playoff contention. So Verlander and Upton very likely picked the weekend for it far in advance, not thinking the veteran would be missing a championship parade. His teammates understood the circumstances and gave him a shout out in front of thousands of fans in downtown Houston. So. Uh, that was, I mean, that's what happened with him. I didn't see him at the parade. But anyway, now this is a quick, another inspiring story. Like the first one I said about Delvin Bros. This is a, this is definitely a good one. Now, uh, it's an accomplishment story. Not to give up on your dreams. Ten years ago, Evan Gattis was working as a janitor. Now he's a member of the World Series Championship Team Houston Astros. PSA, public service announcement, never give up. You can see his picture with his janitor license and his um, championship celebration on my Instagram page, so definitely check that out. Uh, so, we'll take another quick break. We'll come back and finish up with the Astros, and then we'll get into Terrence Quick Facts. This TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 28. Good morning. You are now tuned into TNT Sports Podcast. With Terrence Benjamin, sports all day, every day. Bring it in now. Let's get it. Okay, welcome back. I'm going to finish up with the Houston Astros. Now, this is crazy right here about the victory parade that the Astros had. Fans returned to their cars um, after the Astros parade, and it was damaged by other fans, I guess from L.A. or different other fans that they, they got beat by the Astros, so... You can look that story up. I thought it was interesting. I was like, wow, that, that jealousy streak. It's sore losers out there, man. I tell you, I tell you. 
But anyway, we're going to jump into Terrence Quick Facts. Um, it's kind of long as well. Now we're going to jump into um, Colin Kaepernick, his case. Uh, Pete Carroll, Paul Allen, is to be, to, to be deposed, phone records, emails, and two very important members of the Seattle Seahawks to a group of people who will be deposed in Colin Ka Kaepernick's collusion claim case. Now, TMZ Sports has learned that Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll and owner Paul Allen will join the long list of NFL honchos who will be deposed after asked to turn over all cell phones and emails relating to Cap's case against the league. So far, so far, the Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, Patriots owner Bob Kraft, and Texans owner Bob McNair are also on the list, according to ESPN's Adam Shuffling. It was widely reported that Colin and the Seahawks had positive meetings over the summer, but Seahawks never made a formal offer. After meeting with Carroll, told reporters he didn't sign Cap because he's considered a Colin a starting starter in the league, and he's he wanted to give the guys a reason, a guy a real chance to sign with the team that well, he had a real chance to play. So we reached out. They reached out to the Seahawks, and they said no comment. Uh, so far, no word back. Apparently, uh, so. We'll see what happened with that. Which was I, I didn't really understand what Pete Carroll was saying with that. He's not a star. You want a a, a a good backup to back up your quarterback just in case something happens. But it's just throwing something out there. But anyway, moving on. Now everybody knows Shaquille O'Neal has a sense of humor. A funny guy. Uh, so I got a clip with him eating a hot chip on NBA. T uh, I think it was on TNT Sports. Uh, I posted a video on my social media. So. He can hold his composure. It was too funny. I put on my Facebook page too, all of my pages. It was too funny. I shared it. I saved it on my phone. I can, well, I watch it almost every day to keep me laughing. Um, so let's listen into that, man. And when you get a chance, please go watch it. But let's listen into that real quick. Let's just kill, kill O'Neal. Eat that chill. It's TNT Sports Podcast episode number twenty-eight. Good morning. Too funny, man, with Shaq, man. Shaq always had a sense of him. A big shout out to the, the Q's, man. Um, big shout out to my big brother and all them guys, man. All the Q's out there. Um, but moving on with Terrence, quick facts. Odell, Be Odell Beckham Jr. pins emotional notes to Deshaun Watson after Deshaun Watson tears his ACL. You know, he tear uh, he will be out for the rest of the season, apparently. Uh, this is the letter here he wrote. We will be back. Odell Beckham Jr. and Deshaun Watson may play two different positions for two different teams and two different organizations, but the Giants receiver can relate to what Watson is going through as he went through the same thing. He's going through the same thing after testing quarterback to an ACL in practice on last Thursday. Beckham, who also had saw his season cut short after suffering a horrible ankle injury against the Chargers last on um, last month, I think. 
uh, send an emotional note to Watson telling the rookie quarterback he'll overcome the setback and everything is a blessing in disguise. Well, said he stated, "Little bro, I know at this time things may be scary. Your first year in the league, running running for MVP, trying to win a championship, trying to get the spot you deserve to defy the odds to do the things they they say you you can't, and it all gets taken away." Beckham wrote, sending a copy of his message to ESPN, Josino Anderson. Look back at look back in life to when you faced adversity and thought you would not overcome it, and and then you did. As life went on, more than more obstacles came your way that you had to gain, had it again to again overcome time and time again. But you got through it somehow. Now life throws uh, you bigger problems, and again you're faced with a test. Uh, so. It, it, it's going on. It's like in basketball. It's Gordon. Um, it's Gordon from the Celtics got hurt. He out for the season. Basketball. Oh, that's Gordon Hale. I'm sorry. Football. Deshaun Watson. Or it's and Odell Beckham um, as well. So there's a lot of the injury going around, but it's a lot of positive notes going around, like Kobe did Gordon as well. So I mean, it's good to see that that bond and sports sportsmanship. Now, and speaking of Des- Deshaun Watson. He was named the uh, AOC Officer Player of the Month and, and the NFL Officer Rookie of the Month. Congrats to Deshaun Watson. Now, back in Colin Kaepernick, his lawyer says that he will be signed to an NFL team very, very, very soon. So, we'll see what happened with that. I saw it on first take. Um, so, like I said, we'll see what happened. There's a lot going on with Colin Kaepernick, positive and negative. So, I can't wait to see. hope everything work out in the positive form. So, we'll definitely check out and see what happened. But real quick, we'll take another quick break. Uh, then we're going to finish our 10 quick facts. Uh, so this TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 28. Good morning. You are now tuned into TNT Sports Podcast with Terrence Benjamin. Sports all day, every day. Bring it in now. Let's get it. All right, welcome back. And we'll finish up Terrence Quick Facts. Now, LeBron James scores 57. Surpasses 29,000 career points. LeBron James continued to churn out milestones in an already historic career. The Cleveland Cavs star passed the 29,000 career points mark on Friday night at, in Washington, becoming just the seventh player in NBA history to do so. At 32 years old, he is the youngest player in the league history to reach that milestone. Edging Kobe Bryant, 33 years, 199 days by a fair margin. In the process, James is also passed Kevin Garnett and former Celtic great John Halavik for the 11 on all, on the all-time field gold made list. In addition, the four-time Kia MVP came up with two early steals to pass former All-Star uh, for Sean Marion for 18th place on the uh, NBA all-time steals list. As of all, well, not enough, the three-time NBA champion also locked in his 800 consecutive regular season game of double digits going ranking just a second behind Michael Jordan 866. He only needed 10 points for the accomplishment. He surpasses 50 late in the fourth quarter for the 11 50 point game of his career ultimately finishing with 57 points 11 rebounds and 7 assists. LeBron James became the youngest player in NBA history to reach 29,000 points in which he passed Kobe Bryant. So you can say the GOAT, like I always say, because of LeBron James, King James, strive for greatness. So I got a clip, last clip, I think, uh, of LeBron speaking on his big night. So let's listen in. TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 28. Good morning.
Uh, I pretty much feel like they um, would rather me score than share the ball. You know, it was kind of, you know, pick your poison because my guys were shooting the ball extremely well tonight as well. And you know, I guess they figured at some point I missed. And, um, I did. I missed 11 shots. Okay, we bet. So again, congrats to LeBron on making those major accomplishments. He always strives for greatness, like he always says. So big shout out to the King on himself. But moving on, most points in Celtics history through the first eight games of his career. LeBron, former teammate and his friend, of course, Kyrie Irving, um, has 174 points, and Kevin Garnett uh, has 173 points. Just a little FY FYI. Uh, moving on, next up, Alabama freshman quarterback Mac Jones was arrested Friday morning and charged with driving under the influence DUI, according to the Tuscaloosa County Sheriff's Office. Jones, 19, was involved in a traffic accident at the intersection of 10th Avenue and Powell Bryan Drive at 2.14 a.m. Central Time. According to the Tuscaloosa News, no one was injured in Jacksonville, Florida, later failed a sobriety test uh, after the car crash. At that time, came from Charlie Potter from 24-7 Sports. That came from Charlie Potter's 24-7 Sports. Moving on, Papa John's owner states that NFL protests are bad for business. The owner states that the sales are down 5% because of the NFL protests. No, Papa John's sponsored the NFL and the protest is killing his business, but uh, it's some stuff being said about that. People joking on his pizza and all that, you know, Plies, Charlamagne from the Breakfast Club. I would not say what they said, but it was funny to me, and I kind of agree with him. I'm a domino guy myself, but Anyway, uh, last but not least, Steve McNeil's son served as honorary 12th Titan, Titans at Sunday's game. So uh, that was major, man. If you know, know uh, Steve McNeil, you know, he played he played for Alcorn. He's from Mississippi. He played for the Titans quarterback that uh, got murdered in Nashville a while back. So that was uh, that was a good move for the Tennessee Titans to put his son out there, man. Um, that's big. Uh, you know, it's big, it's big for him and his family, so definitely big shout out to Tennessee Titans for doing that. But anyway, it had came to the end of the show. Um, we'll take one quick break, one last break, and then I'm going to come do the closing of the show. This TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 28. Good morning. You are now tuned into TNT Sports Podcast. With Terrence Bennett. Sports all day, every day. Bring it in now. Let's get it. All right, welcome up. Well, welcome back. So, um, we're going to do the conclusion of the show, man. Um, real quick, I want to thank y'all again for tuning in. Um, bearing with me while I, as I put the episode out to this morning instead of yesterday. So, thank y'all for pre- uh, bearing with me and appreciating what I do. But anyway, I'm going to give y'all my social media platforms again. My Instagram is... Mr. Underscore T Underscore ENT Underscore Sports and my Twitter is at T Underscore ENT Sports. My Gmail again, reach out to me if you got any, you want to do some interviews, get a shout out, whatever, or you can do it on my social media page. My Gmail is uh, TNT Sports 14 at gmail.com. And of course, my Facebook page is T ENT Sports uh, Facebook page. Uh, again, download Pi B app, you can get every episode, you can listen to them back to back as well. And also, like that like my pie bean page as well as as well as all my social media platforms and also subscribe to my apple podcast page as well uh and itunes as well go download all the episodes uh big shout out to everybody big shout out to uh, uh the city of new orleans who that nation uh do it big pelicans new orleans um it's a good time to be in new orleans right now like i always say not from new orleans but it is my home i love it here uh big shout out to my home state of alabama 
um, War Eagle. <laughs> Uh, definitely big shout out to my brothers, um, my big brother man, get well soon, bam man, love you boy, um, big shout out to Trent man, big shout out to Hidden Movement, Focus Games, um, you know, get yourself a better, healthier you man, hit them, hit them games, get them gym, get that gym working in, the, health, the healthy way is the best way in my book, um, I mean that's pretty much it for shout outs man, uh, first I want to thank God and, um, uh, that's pretty much it, man. It will keep taking. Um, I'm gonna keep repping who that nation, man. I think we are on our way. And definitely big shout out to the Houston Astros again for winning the championship for the city of Houston, man. They needed that win, man. They needed that win, man. Um, oh, for real. And I kind of had a feeling it was gonna be between the Texans or the uh, Houston Astros. So uh, we'll see what uh, see what happened with the Houston uh, Texans, you know, after the Deshaun Watson Deshaun Watson injury. So, but anyway, man, it has came to the end of the show. Um, it was, it's been a good morning, but. I'm gonna leave y'all with a little motivation because I want this to be a positive episode. That's why I kind of long. Why I put the Delvin Bros story in, uh, and the um, Houston Astros story in. Uh, you know, it's like in uh, the Gaddis story, how he was a janitor 10 years ago. Now he's the World Series champion. Never give up on your dreams. Uh, but anyway, man, it's been it's been real. Good morning. Salute. Hope everybody have a good Tuesday morning. Have a good day, a good week, man. Um, appreciate y'all again. So I'm out. Salute.